0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, No disciple is above his teacher, no slave above his master. It is enough for the disciple that he become like teacher, for the slave that he become like his master. If they've called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more of those of his household? Therefore, do not be afraid of them. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your Father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we, as I said, celebrate St. Bonaventure, who is a contemporary of St. Thomas Aquinas, and Bonaventure, which is back in the 13th century. Bonaventure is a Franciscan, a Franciscan priest, and became a bishop and a cardinal, and as a doctor of the church, is known for many of his writings and teachings, um, he actually encountered St. Francis, and I believe St. Francis prayed for him when he was really sick as a boy, and he found healing. And so his name, uh, Bonaventure, means good things to come, or some kind of translation like that. Um, I was reading some of Bonaventure's writings, just a little bit of it, as I was reflecting on his feast day today, and my first thought on just a few of the snippets of things that that came up was, his writings can sound kind of flowery and kind of um, just, just, yeah, just kind of flowery writing, it, you know, lacks, it seemed to lack some practical kind of advice or or things like that, and then as I was researching a little bit more about him, it made sense because he's known to be um, a mystical doctor, it's called, of the church. So he's known for his um, mystical theology. So Thomas Aquinas was also a great mystic, but his theology was more focused in the Summa on um, helping those prepare for some basic teaching of theology and good rational thought and, and different things and helping to pass exams. So Thomas Aquinas's approach was was much more Um, practical in addressing certain issues and things like this and a little more down to earth. Where uh, Bonaventure is known for his mysticism and being a mystical theologian, he's called the seraphic doctor. So when you think of the high seraphim angels, they're constantly gazing upon the face of God and they're before the great glory and beauty of God and just looking at that with great love and delight and reverence for all of eternity and are just filled with immense joy just being before the face of God. So that was, that was Bonaventure's approach to theology was that mystical tradition that he would just be a part of that mystery of God's immense and infinite and perfect, beautiful love for him, for creation, and be kind of caught in that, and in that prayer and in that writing and, and all that. It's important for us because um, the mystical tradition of the church um, can be easy to let, let go of. We can get used to just doing our prayers or coming to mass or doing the right thing and and all that's good but it can our faith can become kind of utilitarian where it's just about the things that we do and the things that we don't do you know and it kind of is on that level where really bonaventure reminds us that it's it's so much more than that we really want to enter the mystery of god's immense love and we want to be caught up in that mystery and we want to be in awe and wonder of that great mystery and we really want to touch that that love of god in that way that is um, beyond just what I do and don't do, but it's really knowing the love of the Father. It's really being, being uh, immersed in the love of the Son and of the Spirit, wrapped in Mary's motherly love for us, with all the angels and saints in heaven, and just finding great joy and delight in that mystery of God. And so I let it challenge us, you know, are we just doing a lot of prayers? Are we just doing a lot of things? Are we just good Christians that way? Are we really in the mystery of the Lord? This is the whole contemplative prayer of the church, and we should let ourselves go deeper and deeper this way. We should really let this open up, focus less on how much I'm accomplishing in prayer and more of just how the Lord is looking at me and loving me, and I'm looking at him and loving him, and um, being caught in that, that, that mystical love of God. That's really that's what heaven's going to be, and that's what we want our prayer on earth should touch those places. That's what it's all directed towards.